0: Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you.
1: Welcome to Bros A, the podcast for bros. Nope. Uh, See, see, if I had my sayings, if I was still doing that and I could still come up with them, this would be a problem. What happened to your sayings? I don't have any more. I've advertised every product that's ever been made on this show. Welcome <clears throat> to Is the moon made of cheese? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Harry Carey. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're going to have Albert Einstein on the show next week. <laughs> Turns out he's been dead for 60 years, but we're going to try and get him on anyway. I think it should be made of ribs. <laughs> it's a simple question, doctor. Would you eat the moon if it was made of cheese? It's Sandberg
0: with a fly ball to second base. That, that moon comment makes me think of the lady who calls into the radio station. Why do they put the wildlife crossing uh, section in high traffic areas? <laughs>
1: they should just make them do the crossing somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Welcome to rose I'm Spartacus.
1: No, <laughs> no, I'm
0: Spartacus.
1: Welcome to Rosé, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet.
0: I got put in timeout.
1: On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from a place where this is fine, it's Tim Hansen. (laughs) Everything's on fire. Tim has set his Zoom background to the dog with a house on fire, saying everything is fine. I feel like (laughs) I'm running, like, Will Ferrell's Celebrity Jeopardy from SNL
3: right now. It's
1: just like... Yeah, Tim's like Tim's changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Rich has bet Texas with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> Sean broke his podium. Sean's like relatively behaving himself, but like I, I, I'm just doing my best here. <laughs> <laughs> French Stewart has. <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing? Doing pretty good.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: I did put Rich in timeout because Rich put a a graphic that included the the disembodied head of former guest of the show uh, co-host of the show Vince Gaida guest co-host I should say uh, uh, we put a picture put a picture of him as his background and Vince's head was blending into his beard so I kicked <laughs> Rich out of the chat <laughs> which was honestly like the least I could do
0: yes yes <laughs> for, for, I, for I the fully, transgression you committed I fully accept the timeout but then he yelled at me because it didn't let me change my background. And I kind of got hurt.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) I heard your feelings.
0: Yeah.
1: Just a little bit. Just Just a little bit. Listen, Tim's changed his background like seven or eight times. Your mistake was putting Vince's head back there. (laughs) I'm
0: very very specific about the content. Look, look, that head gave me so much anxiety during that festival. So that's everyone's (laughs) mistake
1: there. So back, yeah, it's a little backstory here. So there was, we used to attend the Firefly Music Festival back when there were things. And, uh the firefly music festival in dover delaware uh we all want we'll to take a trip down we get a campsite you know we, we, we'd go for the week it was a it was a blast it was a grand old time and there was a year where vince who had showed up for the previous couple of years couldn't come anymore uh, or elected not to and so we decided to construct a sign with vince's head uh and you know, bring it around and put like a, a Twitter handle. We made a, a Facebook. Uh, no, we made a Twitter handle for him for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we did Instagram as well, but I, I was in charge of the Twitter account. And uh, it was just Vince guy's his head, and we bring it around to the festival, and people would like,
3: yo, Vince's
1: head, and everything. Uh, but it, things took a turn for the dark when Rich brought the head uh, to like near the front of the Weezer set, and uh, people were throwing things at the sign. Am I am I correct, Rich? <laughs> Uh, y- yes uh, people, has, the sign was very prominently displayed in a way that was blocking people's view of the show
0: at, at one point we were asked by uh, security to lower it and then at that point I had it um, vertical instead of like wide it was flat so that people could see past it um, and then I think Tim took it out of my hands and started going wild with it uh, <laughs> I don't remember then,
2: this but this is highly plausible
0: <laughs> Which then started to cause even more issues, where I took it and left the crowd, um, because Oops. I I was I was over it.
1: Uh, I was not at this particular uh, set, or I was not as close as you guys were. Uh, but what I can tell you is, I checked the Twitter handle the next day, and people because the, the at Vince Guy's head is on the back of his sign, and uh, I, several ats for the several several direct messages or, or mentions on Twitter that were like. Put your fucking sign down, you piece of shit, Uh, from like 12 hours prior, trying to get people to try to get us to calm down. But um, what they don't know is that I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the Brose podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. We're on our third glass of rosé for the evening. Holy cow. And if you've listened to any of our shows before You know that uh, the premise of our program is that we answer questions from you, the gentle listener, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying these glasses of rosé. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air about uh, any subject, it could be movies, it could be uh, politics, it could be current events, it could be sports, it could be hypothetical questions, it could be any manner of of items and subjects, if you want us to answer the questions that you have had burning in your soul. For, for years and years and years. I'm really trying to sell it. Uh, <laughs> email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com, and we will do our best to answer those questions in a in a sufficient manner on the air. Uh, but before we get to those questions, let's talk about the wines we're drinking. Sean, what are you drinking tonight?
4: I'm drinking Buy.ot, dot, a Cote de Provence wine from 2019, and it is great. I'm gonna finish this bottle, and that's that. It is. It's like it's like um the prototype, prototypical rosé. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you were like I said this in the first episode. If you were just to be like, this is what a rosé is. It's this one,
1: and it's so good. Okay, it's so nice. That's it's nice. interesting you say that because just to play off of that, that's sort of the way I feel about the one I'm drinking tonight, which is the uh, the Domaine uh, Loubayac. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, uh, Rose. From the Willamette Valley in Oregon, uh, this is given as to uh, to me as a gift from my godmother. Shout out to to Aunt Linda. Uh, great wine, uh, solid rose. Uh, I'm not get, willing to give it like oh, it's a ten out of ten, a plus, out of the park. But like you, I think if I was going to tell somebody this is what a rose tastes like, it's a like the quintessential rose. <laughs> like it's 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 just sweet enough. You see, it tastes the fruit. Um, it's a little bit dry, it's a little bit tart, um, but it's not overwhelmingly any of those things. Like it's not, it's not like, again, the Pinot Noir Rosé continues to be my favorite like offshoot of Rosé. Um, but if I was going to tell somebody, if, if somebody had never had one before, this is, if the, if not the one, this is one of the ones I would say start with this one and go from there. Um, Rich, what are you drinking?
0: In converse to what you guys are saying, um, if you want to turn somebody off of rosé because you think it's gotten to become too mainstream and you don't want to sell enough too much rosé, uh, put them to silence because the, uh, unless they've had a full bottle of wine, it's not good. Uh, at this point, I am at the end of the bottle and now it's starting to taste
1: good. <laughs> wow. It
0: sucks. It <laughs> sucks.
1: So those things like this is awful. I'm only going to have six or seven more glasses of it before the end of the night. Yes. <laughs> I swear to you. Uh,
2: Tim, you gave up on your wine
1: relatively early.
2: Well, yeah, I gave up my first wine that tasted like rotten grape juice, not fermented, rotten. Uh, And then the second one made by the same person was pretty much just a relabel of the same wine uh, (laughs) with maybe like an extra quarter teaspoon of sugar in it, which did not help and may have made it worse. Uh, Then I had a Workhorse Hells, which is a solid representation of how a Hells is made, as it's Pretty much everything else that Workhorse makes, solid. Nothing amazing, but nothing bad. And uh, honestly, I was too lazy to get off my ass and go get uh, another beer, so I'm just drinking Coke this time.
1: Good. Now, now, quick question. So you mentioned the uh, the name of the is a family friend who made this this earlier wine that you had named Obi? Uh, yeah. gentleman named Obie. Um, is this is is that person uh, Obi Trice, the rapper? <laughs>
2: I will neither confirm nor deny.
1: Because I only know two Obies, and it's Obi Trice, the rapper, who was on uh, Eminem's label, and uh, this guy. This guy.
2: It's it's just this guy. It's just this guy. Just a random <laughs> Obi. Okay.
1: Well, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with you, Tim, because you also have our last uh, round of questions on hand, correct? I do have our last set of questions. Huge news. Tim, play an anchor tonight, and if you have a question again, send it to brosequestions at gmail.com, and we'll answer it during our show. What do we got first, Tim?
2: Tonight on BroseQuestions at gmail.com, we have Does nature or nurture play a bigger role in who we are?
3: Oh, boy.
2: That's what you get for saying I was a newscaster, news anchor, whatever you said <laughs> it, I it, was. It, it I don't works. think I said it. Any of those
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't recall any of that being. In I'm there, sleeping
2: Friday uh, up, I've made it up.
0: Okay. It, it works, though. It works.
1: I like it. Yeah, man, it. listen, I, I'm fine with it. I, I, I'll allow it. I'm the, I'm the judge
0: from law and order all,
1: all right
2: it. so nature and nurture which do you think plays a bigger role in who we are I, Richie I
0: I feel like and and this might be kind of a cop out of an answer I feel like it's both dependent on your age nurture at first but nature coming after because like I like i I've seen some people that were born and raised a certain way that then turn around and be like that's wrong. Like, that's not how it should be. Like, I I, I don't. I, I was. I grew up with my mom using the term foreigners, speaking of people of certain descents. I've never used that term. I don't. I think that term's disgusting. Nurture, I grew up with that term. Nature, it's a disgusting term. If I were younger, I would probably would have thought that maybe it's like normal and fine but now that i'm older and i understand things it's it's not not a good well
4: time. i think it. i think that the second nurture like nurture isn't just from your parents because i think that you then met people who were from different backgrounds
3: mm-hmm.
4: and that's that's part of the nurture i would i would argue that that is that's the, that's nurture as well Mm-hmm. i would agree. like that,
1: that was actually gonna be my, my question is like are we defining nurture as just like you get it from your folks like the people who raised you or is it just your life experience
4: because i think if i can look at the people i went to school with and just based on the interactions i had with my parents and then people in college and then people now like we're so different and i don't think there's anything in our natures that are that different i think you could have me and someone with the exact same temperament as me, but you, you get like, uh, you have one bad experience and I'm in a, on a completely different path. You know, like we talk about this a lot where like, when we're talking about the, the alt right. And it's just like, I can see how you can end up that way. Like, I understand mm. it's just one, one bit of something hits you the wrong way and you're just set down a bad path. But so I think it's all nurture. I mean, I think nature has, there's, you can't discount it completely, but I think it's all nurture straight down the pike. And I think,
3: yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I think nature sets certain boundaries or parameters, but like largely. So t- so Tim, real quick, the question was, does nature and nurture play a bigger part in what, in what specifically?
2: It just says a bigger role in who we are. Oh, and who
1: we are. Yeah, I think it's nurture for sure. Um, I, 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 I've, there's some influence of both. Like, you know, I, I do think that, you know, there's uh, not being like a genealogist or anything like that. Like, I, you know, there's there's some element that just like, hey, you know, your family's reacted this way from generations to generations to come. And then that, that probably plays more into medical stuff. It might play more into like your mental health. It might play into, um, you know, your your... You know, c- certain you know ways you react to things mentally, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's you're you're you become a collection of of experiences, and you you become a human being based on how you've learned to react, and based on you know what has happened when you react to certain things. Like if you, you know, if you get into an argument with somebody at school, you know your your way that you handle conflict might be different depending on whether you get punched in the face or you don't. Um, your way of handling, uh, you know, heated conversation at work might be different. If, you know, the first time you get into argument with your boss, you get fired versus the first time you get into argument with your boss, you, you stay on at work and, you know, get a raise or something like you're, you're, it's a result of the consequences of your actions one way or the other. And I think to Sean's point, that does lead people down, you know, weird paths because you're, you're, you also are. Uh, a collection of observations, and if your obse- if your worldview is is condensed to just you know the people who are in your immediate vicinity, people who look like you, people who are raised from this, you know in the same set of circumstances as you, then you're not going to branch out, and you're not going to have that like very like cosmopolitan, like multifaceted view of the world. You're just going to be like, well, I live in this city, this town, uh, with these people. These are the way this is the way they think, so I have no reason to not think this way. So. I would also go with nature as the stronger of the
2: two by by a pretty wide margin.
1: Na- nature is not not an influence, but I think nurture is much stronger.
2: So, so you're saying nurture would be the stronger
1: of the two? Yes. Okay. You said okay, nature, I'm, 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 I'm,
2: I'm, and then you contradicted nature not sorry, being the I, point I, And I was I, what?
1: No, no. A, a's and U's. Look, after after this much wine, A's and U's are the same letter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. All, it's all <laughs> nurture. <laughs> nurture is my answer. It's um, every
0: vowel is just the same thing.
1: All vowels are just the same, man. <laughs> just stick them in there, wise or ease.
0: <laughs> uh, Sometimes in, I'm in, for wise.
2: I'm inclined to agree uh, with both of you guys. I think, um, to Richie's point, I think both uh, do play parts. Uh, there are certain things um, that, like, it, you are who you are. To some extent there, there are aspects of your personality who you are and how you view things maybe not how you view things but there there are certain things that are innate to you that did not come from anywhere they were not nurtured into you they are you um and but they're, they're not always like huge things that will i guess the thought that comes to mind is laugh in the face of nurture uh and my, my perspective is clearly slightly skewed uh, from my, my family life and growing up. Clearly, we all grew up in the same household. Uh, and I love my parents. Not everything has been perfect growing up. And like retrospect, there are things that I'm like, oh, so that was kind of fucked. But, you know, like, whatever. But the... My mom My mom, as a single parent, did a lot of good for us. And she tried fucking hard for us and to be there and support us. uh and then the fact that, like two of my siblings have just more or less decided it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And it's like i'm I'm sorry, I can't fix all of your problems. You do have to take part in your own life. Uh, and they literally blame my mother for the entire garbage fest that their lives have become. and it's like I'm you guys are like. My sister, I think, is almost 40, I think. She's got to be 40. <laughs> and it's like, at, at what point are you an adult and responsible for your own life? Like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Do you point um, though,
1: Tim, uh, you're I- all raised in the same household. Is there a chance that, for example, like, I I, 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 I think that your your siblings went to different schools than you did, uh, went to different, uh, maybe there were some differences in the way that you were raised just as you know, by chance almost that that wound up leading them to maybe a different worldview than you did. Yeah. I, I, I will I will completely advocate yeah. on this. This is this is your this is your home experience. This is just a, a question really.
2: So so as we get further into our lives, yes, uh, kind of uh, Sean's response to Rich in that like the experiences we get from outside of our home life are also part of that nurture aspect. So I, I'm still agreeing that nurture is the larger point. Right. but there are certain there's certain people that it's like it doesn't matter how good your life is if you're born an asshole you're born an asshole okay so this is I, more like I, I, hate- like I'm
1: saying it's like maybe like 85-90% nurture and maybe it sounds like you're more like 60-70 yeah. somewhere in there
2: yeah and like so my brother went to a different high school whatever blah 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 but they're like as kids there was already a very clear difference
3: mm-hmm. and it's
2: just like and people are like oh so you hate your brother because he's gay and it's like i don't give a fuck his boyfriends have been great like why why is that ever because he's gay that's everyone's first answer is to like oh you're clearly a homophobe it's like no i hate my brother because he's a fucking piece of shit not because he's gay. <laughs> yeah. I can, you can, you I can, can be. Yeah, two things can you. be true. <laughs> two yeah.
1: things can be true. Like you got to be shitting me. Yeah. The great, the so, great thing about uh, becoming a progressive society, as far as uh, sexual orientation, is that we found out that uh, that that people who are gay also capable of being dicks. Like
2: <laughs> <yeah>. just, just. <laughs> so, so I guess that's my perspective. Capable. So, I guess that's my perspective is that it didn't start. it, it started young.
1: Okay. So That's fair. That's fair. at
2: what point is like our diff- our life experiences can't have veered that much in different directions especially since my brother Jonathan is in the middle of both of those. And it's like he's fine. He's a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but you're right. There are there are potentially things that I don't know about. Um but like as some people are born with a chip on their shoulder.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Some people have personality traits that or there are certain, honestly, I don't want to say uh, mental health issues that will lead them because then that's stigmatizing mental health issues. But there are certain, like, categorizations that it's just like, you're going to be an asshole.
3: Mm.
1: Right, yeah. I I, I do think uh, that, that that's part of the nurture is, I think, you know, some people are genetically predisposed to having that. And sometimes that... that you know comes from previous generations like you you're predisposed to having anxiety issues or, or issues yeah. with depression like I'm, so that that might be the nurture is like setting those boundaries I'm going to health.
4: I'm going to I feel like I went real hard on its all nurture but I'm going to I'm going to pump a the brakes a bit on that and say that I think nature has a bigger uh, a big, a, a little bit of a bigger impact because like there had to have been like my my depression and anxiety have to have shaped me in a certain way as well. That's like a, a significant way.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So I think I think we'll maybe we'll go I think Tim might be more right with like a 60 40 nurture to nature.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think
2: I think when you get into like neurotypical and neurodivergent and like uh certain things like that not everyone has those. So in those kind of cases like maybe nature doesn't play as big of a role because you are, you are typical or I, I don't even want to call it typical because I feel like everyone has something. Yeah. Um, but, but in those cases, like, yeah, you are more like nurture is going to drive you in that direction. Uh, but if you, why can I not think uh, not disassociative disorder, but like that, there are certain things that it's like your brain literally works in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. So it does not like to some extent, maybe nurture is literally never going to help you.
1: True. But uh, but to, to that point, I think that nurture might also, there's an influence like my, my manifestation of my, my depression and anxiety is different than the way that Sean's manf- uh, depression and anxiety manifests. And the question is, is that just something that's natural in both of our, our brains or is that, I had X, Y, and Z experiences when I was in a depressive state. And Sean had X, Y, and Z when he was in a depressive state. And so we react to things differently as a result. I I genuinely do not know. I still skew towards nurture because I tend to think even if two people have depression or 10 people have depression, they might have had 10 different experiences that influence the way that they react to a depressive episode. Um, So I I still think that nurture is – I, I'm still hold, I'm still holding firm my eighty percent like or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no and,
2: and, and like I said, I agree. I do think it is largely more nurture, but there I, I think and mm-hmm. and I think there is more part of nature mm-hmm. sometimes that is overlooked and it's just kinda like like anyone who looks at somebody with ADHD is just like, Well, clearly you were just not disciplined as a child. And it's like, no, their brains literally work differently. So mm-hmm. fuck yeah. off. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right.
1: Um. And any other thoughts on the nature versus nurture debate? Nope. Don't be a no. dick. Don't be. <laughs> continue don't. to not be a dick as a as a general <laughs> directive from the Brose podcast. Uh, if you guys could stick to that, that would be great.
2: Um. What's our next question then, Tim? Next question: Do athletes, celebrities, and CEOs deserve to make more money than the average person?
0: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> um. uh <sighs> So I will
0: I will say for celebrities and CEOs, uh, well for CEOs, not really. Uh, celebrities, it depends on what they're famous for, i.e., if they are athletes or uh, wrestlers or something of that nature. Um, depends on like the 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 nature of their um, their their medium. Uh, athletes again depends on their sport. Uh, a football player. I mean, you're 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 working uh your body pretty 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 hard. Uh may maybe get paid a little bit more than the average person because like those concussions can kill you. Um but like Well that's I a, think a golfer probably doesn't need to make more money than the average person.
4: Well there's there's the the argument that a professional athlete's career longevity is severely Stunted. So of course mm-hmm. their
2: money has to be much yeah, higher so you're to cover the fact that they won't be working.
4: Yeah, so you're making, they're making $40 million or whatever over the course of their career, but they're only working for, you know, 10 years at most. So mm-hmm. you have to, you have, that $40 million has to last them their entire lives, which is a lot of money. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think it's, do they deserve it? Is, is a, It's a hard question. I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> so I, I, I think my general response to this is yes, and I think it's also the wrong question. I, I don't think the question is, do they deserve to make more money? Uh, necessarily. I mean, there's some shitty celebrities that should not be famous, and that's some bullshit. Catch me outside with that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the question is, how much more money? And I think that's where a lot of the where where everything comes down to how much money did jeff bezos make this year too much are you fucking are you fucking (laughs) kidding me how much how much money does he have and if we look at like how much he does he have even how much he had this year how many fuck we could house every homeless person in the entire country just with what he made in this year Mm mm-hmm I, I may have pulled that out of my well, ass and it's, might be slag- slightly
3: but exaggerating. It, so but it me, is
4: cheaper to home homeless people than to leave them homeless. So,
2: ooh, yikes, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so my my point is, like, do I think that what he has done and what he contributes and the company he's built, do I think he deserves that much money? Fucking no. I th- I like, but, I, I think that is exorbitant, too much. And that's just my general approach to companies. Any company that is not any company. There are a lot of companies that are just so fucking huge and have their fingers in so much, so many things. It's like, maybe you should be more than one company.
4: But but I I think in the, in the context of the question,
2: they probably are,
4: (laughs) but I think, I think in terms of the question, I do think Jeff Bezos deserves to make more money than the average person. But I, I don't think he deserves to make as much more th- yeah, that yeah. as he is. Like I said,
2: that's why I said I think the answer to this question is yes, but the question itself is the wrong question to yeah. ask. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think
4: I think the I think Tim answered the spirit of the question, but the legitimate answer to this question is yes, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a quick look at my my Adam Smith handbook here, and I'm going to respond with, um, you are will- you are worth uh, exactly as much as somebody is willing to pay you. Uh, and if somebody, uh, this is specific to to athletes, I will put it this way. Uh, look, man, if you want to give, uh, just to throw out an example, uh, Tobias Harris on the Philadelphia 76ers, you want to pay him $35 million a year? Congratulations, Tobias Harris is worth $35 million a year. Because you, you did it because you set the market because that's somebody's way to pay you. And and I do think athletes like like uh, overall, like, do they deserve to make more than the average person? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, because, because, look, the average person does not have as much influence on society and on the economy as LeBron James, um, for example. And this is not just, you know, because of entertainment. Like uh, LeBron James is obviously his job is entertainment. He's, a, he's an incredible athlete and is, has worked hard and, is you know, in my opinion, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, he's an entertainer. He's in the entertainment industry. But as, a, as the most well-known basketball player, as one of the most well-known entertainers in his field, he also has an immense amount of influence on public discourse. Like A lot of the, the social justice movements that have come out of the NBA have become because LeBron James has such a large platform. When you have that kind of platform, it can influence public discussion in the way that some of these entertainers do. Yeah, man, you get more money. Like you get you get to have more money at that point because you you have that kind of status in society, and that goes for for you know regardless of sport. You know the the, the women's national uh, soccer team uh, get, gets a ton of publicity. Megan Rapinoe is is a rap. I think Megan Rapinoe, um, the, uh, the the one one of the stars of the team, has has a lot of influence on public discourse. You know, after they come out of the Olympics, you know, they they go on the, the talk show circuit. Look, they—they they are figureheads in society. As entertainers, we have decided that they have an immense amount of influence in the way that people think and what people want to watch and what people want to consume. So, yeah, they get more money. And I would also point out that it's not that that even though the average NFL player, even the 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 lowest of the low, the the veteran minimum, makes more money than than you than you or the three of us do. Uh, you know, to Sean's point, the average lifespan of the average career of an NFL player is three and a half years. So the, the the average player that's not Peyton Manning that's not Tom Brady that's Joe Schmo who's like playing on, you know toiling on the practice squad he makes it for three and a half four years before either he you know leaves the league because of injury or lack of performance and has to go do something else so you know yeah he's making three hundred fifty grand for those couple of years but you know then he's he's got to go work just like everybody else <laughs> that's
0: that's, yeah. that's when he buys his uh, sports bar
1: yeah that's what yeah that's when he goes you know like a stupid Nick sports bar in Jacksonville uh and and start selling wings uh, as far as ceos uh, we've had this discussion uh, a, a <laughs> seven six ways till sunday on this podcast uh it, it, jeff bezos definitely deserves uh, the ceos definitely deserve to make more than the average person uh again uh it, this is a little bit trickier because it's not just like oh it's what somebody's willing to pay you because you're the dude you get to decide your salary um but yeah i do believe that they deserve to make more than the average person just because like they're they're they in general, they either created the business or they operate a business that employs you know x number of people. Uh, you are contributing to the economy in that way, and you deserve to make more money than the average person. Uh, you know whether you deserve to make a quadrillion dollars might be up for debate, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. but I do. I, I I don't know. Not knowing the the massive wealth that Jeff Bezos has, I don't know if I'd be comfortable in saying, okay, you actually deserve to make this much like you, you know it's actually this is the appropriate amount that's that's sort of the question that the market answers is like what what is a comfortable amount i don't know what jeff bezos's annual income is between like investments salary all this other stuff i imagine he's like one of those steve jobs types of people who takes like a $1 salary but makes you know millions of dollars a second based on his investments mm-hmm. but like what is the appropriate amount like if it's not going to be what you mm-hmm. know the market says then what is it going to be we got We got to pick a number somewhere. Jeff Bezos is not going to not get paid, so eventually there's got to be a level. So
2: yeah, but that's a so, harder question to answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, so <laughs> so I will. In lacking for that answer, I will just answer the the text of the question, which is yes. Jeff Bezos does deserve to make more than the average person, uh, more than me. And I'm <laughs> as down the middle average as they go.
2: Got it. All right. Any uh, any other thoughts on this one, guys?
1: Nope. I got nothing. All Let's right. move
2: on. Next up, how is your home? How has your hometown shaped who you've become?
4: Made me hate cops. <laughs>
1: oh man, I was gonna say an affinity for Entman's donuts, but you had to go make a cop thing about
3: it <laughs> <What was that? laughs> just because it was
1: across from Philip and James. No, well, yeah, well, because it was across from the church that we would go. Because Philip and James, even before I was going to school there, there's an Entman's outlet across the street from Saints Philip and James Parish, and. After church, we'd go swing by the Entman's and grab a whole box full of donuts, and mm. it was great. So I love me some man, donuts. man. That sounds kids. great.
4: I oh wish, my God.
1: I yeah. wish it
4: was that instead of cops not disciplining
1: their children. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I was like, hey, so, some some schmuck kid brought in Munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts, and we were like, what? "Get the fuck out of here with your Munchkins, Poppins! You get Poppins and support a local <laughs> business. You get pop and you get the fuck out."
3: Yeah. It's clown uh, show, Dunkin' Donuts. This Munchkins.
0: fourth grade <laughs> class. I can house some pop-ums Oh, my God. Oh, Damn, I haven't gross. had Entimans in so long. So I hate bad. you guys because I want donut holes <laughs> so bad right now.
3: <laughs>
0: you know so that place good. closed
2: down, right, Matt?
1: No. When did it close?
2: Uh, a couple years ago.
1: Oh, shit. What's there now?
2: <sighs> Nothing. It's an empty building. Oh, man. That sucks. There's a Entimans outlet on the corner of Route 30
1: and Ship Road. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a travesty.
0: Go, so that's go a bre- local institution. do right? break in. They probably have the secret entomans formula hidden somewhere there.
1: It's probably just it what's probably there is like four leftover Boboli crusts, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the coffee cakes that nobody wanted. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: Uh, Rich, what did you get from your hometown? How's your hometown uh, shaped? Who you become?
0: So, I mean, I'm gonna consider my hometown being Woodland because I didn't live in Belmar long enough. Um. To to actually formulate anything, uh, it, it honestly made me more accepting of of diversity, because <laughs> um, I I I was there. How do I phrase this? Um. With words, <laughs> it was it was it was a it was a highly diverse school system and town. We were right outside of Camden, like,
3: mm, like
0: yeah. um, I, my m- all of my friends growing up, like, were of different backgrounds: Hispanic, Asia. Tons of Australians. I get it. Uh, plenty of Australians. <laughs> right between the lines. Crikey! So. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, like it. It, it like welcome to land. Camden. Jeez, there's another shrimp on the Barbie. Exactly. exactly. Where's my knife?
3: Well, that's, uh, not, that's not a
0: knife. <laughs> uh, no, I did not get a a knife comment during school. That would be kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, woof. <laughs> but yeah, it just it made me more um, understanding of different uh, cultures and diversities, mm. um, and and accepting of all different peoples because everyone was everyone was different in that in in that community. It's. It was a small town with a lot of different background of people.
1: I, I can safely answer for for both me and Tim that Exton was a lot the same way. You had everything from middle class Catholics to upper middle class Catholics uh, in <laughs> Exton, so uh, it's a wide spectrum.
2: I uh, I'm specifically going to talk about my hometown because I feel like my hometown was a like slightly nicer trailer park than literally the rest of Exton. The Netherlands.
3: <laughs>
2: no uh bryn aaron in Exton, uh, or Fraser, technically i guess mm-hmm. uh so like my my mom did uh did what she could we had a town home uh i i was introduced to a lot of things in our neighborhood that i probably shouldn't have known until i was close at 18 at the nice young age of like five um so yeah th- Elementary school kids should not know a lot about drugs, or sex, or assault, or guns, or any of those things. And it's just like, huh. Dude is sensitized from an early age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately to a lot of things, yeah. Or at least introduce them, and I was just like, okay, I know yeah, it already
1: told a couple episodes ago about uh, finding like, porn at age four and a half or five or whatever it was. <laughs> I think it saying. was seven. I <laughs> might said have it was been like five. 1995. Fuck, I <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was
2: 95. Sorry, because I, I, I mean to Um, uh, oh, that Unrelated, that just happened to be happenstance, but it's like there's a kid up the street who went to the high school with my brother or middle school with my brother who had been held back like five times but also sold like knockoff Jordans out of his uh out of his place another guy who like built his like quit school built his own firebird from the ground up so like you have the mechanical ones you've got the thieves got a kid who got sent to juvie because he shot a gun in his room because he didn't know how it worked and it's like why did he have a gun (laughs) um horrible things it's like girl killed herself at 13 because of stuff that happened to her and it's like that's terrible uh so i think all of all of It was not a very high socioeconomic town or neighborhood. Uh, So it taught me acceptance of a lot of things and to try and I've talked about putting myself in other people's shoes, even if their shoes are too big for my tiny feet. (laughs) Um, And I I think that came from growing up with such diversity, but not like (laughs) normally diversity. People are like, oh, he's from a bad side of town or... uh, or race, usually like these kind of things are not what you think of. And to have all of them in one neighborhood with all of these people that I knew. We had an autistic kid who literally um I lost touch with them forever ago, but pretty sure he's still nonverbal 20 years later. Uh and it's like, well, if I had met that later, would I have approached that the same? i would literally just go outside this kid's whipping a belt around speaking gibberish and i was like oh hey what's going on <laughs> sup whereas now some people meet an autistic person and like what the fuck is wrong with them mm. it's like uh they're just different from you go suck a dick
1: so that's what i got I so make sure i did not like miss any of us so so tim obviously you had diversity of experiences and some challenging experiences in yours um Rich, you mentioned you know diversity of, of backgrounds and 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 race and, and religion. Um, Sean, you discussed um, you know the cops, and I've talked about um, <laughs> <police>. uh, donuts.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah, I think that, awesome. yeah. that seems yeah, like you, about right.
1: Did, did I about uh, touch on everything that we all we all uh, went over? Well, it seems
4: like it seems like you, Matt, had the most. I I think you and I had the most kind of banal upbringings like I I only I happen to live in a place where it was like the border between Philly and the suburbs so it was like a, it was suburban Philly so every single person who lived there was a cop in Philly and they're all a lot of them unfortunately are old are head bastards. racists who are like uh, who shouldn't be police officers but they are, and so you know you. This most of them don't end up leaving that area. Mm-hmm. Like you, once you live in that in Northeast Philly, you kind of stick in Northeast Philly forever. And so I was lucky enough to be able to leave, go across the state. I'm not like didn't go anywhere crazy, but I went across the state, got to meet other people of different backgrounds, and then I came back, and I'm like, what's going on over here?
1: Mm-hmm. So but i think we we had real base we're real basic like yeah that's essentially what it was like like you know you, you live closer to the city than i did but ultimately uh, you know the it was a pretty standard like middle class upbringing my mom mm-hmm. my mom had the flexibility i was very fortunate in the sense that uh, my my father uh, did did well enough at the time at his job to to support the family my mom was able to stay at home and raise us for oh, the first yeah. like six, 6 years of my life <sighs> Uh, and, and then eventually went back to work at, at you know after my brother and I started going to school, but you know it, it was pretty you know white picket fence Norman Norman rock, rock like Rockefeller style like living it was it was you know not the most and and eventually that we talked about the nature versus nurture thing my, my nurture experiences as far as like learning diversity of world worldviews and, and backgrounds and experiences and everything sort of came in college when we went to Pittsburgh. And, and look, Duquesne University is not necessarily like, you know, the melting pot of America. <laughs> uh, but the city of Pittsburgh and living in, in, in an urban setting was, was a much broader spectrum of people than I had been exposed to at even like public schools in in Southeast PA, uh, outside of Philadelphia. So, you know, it was it was that, that was a little bit more enlightening for me. And then it got even more so when I went to work and everything. But, like, as far as my my hometown and my, my childhood, it was, you know, I went to Catholic school for five years. And then I went to public school and uh, we ate donuts <laughs> and uh, we ate Entenmann's donuts. And, you know, it was a very normal vanilla kind of upbringing. So, you know, if, if there's something to be said for that, it's like, you know. I, it led to maybe a sheltered, naive worldview of, of, of things, and that's about the extent yeah. of it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like I uh, I went from uh, birth till uh, kindergarten the first go uh, in the apartments behind my house right now, and then kindergarten till eighth grade, kindergarten part two till eighth grade um, in Woodland, where it was, I, I tend to say it as like maybe more of a lower middle class area that like had like i had most likely different experiences than you guys had and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably uh, this might i don't i don't know if this is the right term slightly more affluent areas so, i'm not i'm not sure if that's the right term or not mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you're good yeah
3: yeah,
2: yeah. any um, finishing notes no
1: All right, not we, from not we from got I. burned through these
3: guys was
1: just help on getting done before midnight
0: i i <laughs> I think we're uh, our timing is about uh, 20 minutes off, though. So
1: 20 minutes yes. off? I think it's like 25. Do you guys want to discuss exactly how far <laughs> off you think
3: we <laughs> it are? It might no. be 22 and a half. No, What's I
1: do mode? not. What's our next question, Tim?
2: Next question. Is it possible to be friends with your boss? I want to go back to the hometown question real quick. <laughs> uh, no. I'm going to kick you in the tank. <laughs> Let me get a step ladder. Uh, <laughs> Tim, is it possible to be friends with your boss? Uh, I think it's definitely possible. I think the hardest part. I, I'm fr- I'm friends with my boss, uh, where I'm at now. She's uh, she's a great person, and she's also a good boss. And mm-hmm. I think I think the hardest part of it is being able for both sides to being able to draw those lines between work and a friendship. So, as a boss, clearly, like, you can't have that favoritism. Work is work. Like, you can, eh, and that's it. But as a, an employee, there's also, like, yeah, we're friends and we're cool, but you also, there is a certain modicum of, like, respect that needs to be there and maintained and a decorum. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you can't just go in and, like, in a meeting or even in just front, in front of other people and just be like fuck you man ha ha ha, ha. like yeah we can do that at the bar or world of beer or some shit like that but like you can't do that at work and i think that's where most people struggle with something like this and then if something negative at work does happen like i showed up 2 hours late i'm being written up and it's like got god do what you got to do i understand we're still cool. I'm not going to take that as a personal affront because you're holding me accountable for my job. But some a lot of people can't separate those two things. It's like, but you don't understand. It's like, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I get that we are friends. You did something wrong. This is the next course. Yeah, but there, there's a reason. It's like, this is work. Honestly, your reason doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the hardest part. Is it possible? Definitely. A lot of people suck at it and they blur the lines. And I think that's where it gets shitty for everyone else.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I agree. It's being uh, friends with your boss is, uh, can be tricky. I, I used to be pseudo the boss. I was an assistant manager when I worked at McDonald's and I was, I, I would hang out with a good number of the employees there. Uh, and I'd be cool with, uh, some of the other employees that I worked with. Um, I do I tell you one of the hardest things was having to write up like my closer friends or the people I was closer with. I had one kid walk out on me and I basically had to fire him because he walked out on the shift on me. And it was honestly kind of hard because I was like I'm friends with this dude and he now doesn't have a job, but I had to separate like he he fucked up. That's on him, not on me. Um so like being friends with your boss it's tough. Uh, I say yes, you can be friends with your boss, but no, you can't be Facebook friends with your boss.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's possibly friends with your boss, uh, but maybe not for me. Uh, I've never really been at that comfort level with uh, with management, whether it's it's you know whether I've been in a leadership role or whether I've been on the other side of it. Uh, it's it's very challenging for me to to sort of have that dividing line, uh, or excuse me, it's, it's easy for me to have the dividing line. It's easy, it's not as easy for me to smudge that dividing line where I'm just like buddy buddy uh, with, with somebody who's on the other side of the leadership line. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's possible. I I think if, if, like, as, as Tim was alluding to, you have very defined roles and you define like what's a workplace experience and what's an outside of work experience. Uh, but I've never really been good at it. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) so I, I very, very much, you know, even like I've been friendly with pretty much all of, of the people I've been uh I've been directly reporting to and for the people who directly reported to me for a short period of time uh you know I, I was friendly with them as best I could but like I was I tried to maintain that distance because of the challenges that, that you were expressing rich of like having to you know give like v- verbal feedback or or giving getting to the point where I I never had to fire anybody but uh getting to that point where I had to provide like substantial feedback to people uh would be even harder than it was for me if I was like, you know, chummy with them. So, Mm -hmm. so I I think it's possible, but I, I, I typically try to stray away from it. What about you, Sean? Um,
4: I agree. I think it's, I think for me, it's very difficult to have that line there, but I think in general, I think it's fine. I think, I think it's, it's possible, or rather it's possible. I just think not possible really for me because it's Mm -hmm. too hard to... The the power dynamic is always going to be there, and you're always going to think about it. Or I will always think about it. And I'll never be able to get kind of over that. And I can be friendly with them and, like, you know, chum around, but I don't know that I could ever be friends. I think the only way it it, it could be... It could come to fruition that I am friends with my boss is if we started out at the same... We started out at the same level, and then you know, circumstances made them my boss or whatever, mm-hmm. like so, they got promoted over me. I mm-hmm. think then, then I would be fine because then it would be a different situation.
1: But otherwise, i, I, I had the weird experience where I've had friends, uh, a, a particular colleague of mine from my old job uh, where he was basically my, my superior in, in sort of a tangential way for a couple of months. And then a few months later, he and I were both peers, like doing the same, the same job that he was doing before. And then suddenly we were just peers. And he was like, yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> like 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 it's just completely changed and uh you know and now we're still friends today uh and you know it's just it's just a weird it's just uh, office office power dynamics are very strange you know whether it's whether you're working in like a white collar place or not and to your point sean i'm friendly with everybody that i've had you know that that's been my boss but like there's always something in the back of my head i'm like you know yeah, you could you could fire me
3: anytime (laughs) yeah yeah i could say the wrong thing and then
1: that's it that's usually the dividing line for me is like yeah you could you could cost me to my salary if you really wanted to so (laughs) you know that that sort of prevents me from establishing like a deeper relationship with you but you know it's it's possible for some people i just i don't have that that tool in my toolbox yet yeah Yeah, i mean uh, it's not meant for everyone
0: my my first office job um my supervisor was equally as nerdy as I am. He makes his own tabletop and board games and card games and stuff. Uh, he has his own, like, company that does that th- those things. And, like, we got along great. And But, like, I always, like, I always try to just keep it, like, a little step back behind friendships. Like, you are my boss. Like, we have that respect. And when we see each other outside of work, we are friends. But at work, you are my boss. So I have to listen to you and talk to you. So my last day I went up to him and was like, hey, we can actually be real Facebook friends and stuff now. And he's like, great. And we added each other and <laughs> lost touch, but still <laughs> like, right, right, right. it's, it's just, you, you have to understand that power dynamic of like our, at work, you are coworkers and boss subordinate outside of work. You can be friends and, and whatnot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think if anything, from a boss perspective uh, and when I was a manager at Wawa, it, it can be very beneficial to develop that kind of friendship and that kind of relationship as long as there are clearly defined mm-hmm. boundaries because like even if your professionalism and those boundaries are clearly defined the knowledge of that external outside of work thing still kind of gives that extra impetus of like I want to be better because I want to help Tim mm-hmm. or whoever yeah. like I I had a couple employees like uh, wah-wah call call outs happen constantly it's like do i do i think adrian wants to come in tonight to help us out no if i ask him do i think he's going to come probably i've worked almost every time It's us you get
1: to to know people on a personal level and either either a understand what their career goals are so you can help them or b understand what you're working with so you know who to who you can rely on and who you can't
2: absolutely it's like who can you rely on who, who's who got your back who's willing to go that extra mile to help you out because not because you're their boss but because they're like you help a brother in need like that that's it when a friend asks when a friend asks for help or family asks for help you help them um and like and, and i've had to do the opposite like i've had a employee who was a great kid like we became pretty good friends and at the same time i was like yo like we there's a there's a sand there's a line in the sand and you are stomping on it and that's unacceptable. And if you can't maintain this, then like go pound sand. Like I don't care.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we we can still be amicable at work. That's great, but I'm not going to continue to engage if you're going to use that as a reason to try and pull bullshit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it yeah, until we're
1: getting old is that we're we're starting to refer to you know former peers or or subordinates at work as like a good kid. <laughs> like, he, he was le- he was legitimately 17 i know but i started noticing that well, it, literally by de- by the legal definition of kid but i've started noticing that like if i'm just watching like the eagles like jalen hurts completed past like that kid can play and i'm like oh jesus <laughs> oh, son of a bitch oh yeah, no.
2: So, uh any finishing notes on this one bros
1: no <laughs> kids no, I, no but Coca-cats i want to ask kittens? everybody what your favorite flavor of pop is. is
0: <laughs> Powdered sugar
2: Paddle sugar.
4: Oh no, it's the it's the ones with the sprinkles on them. <laughs> definitely not
1: devil's food. Huh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> What's it? What, what do we got next? Right. How many questions
2: do we have? We got four
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ! I, do, I told we you we had Tim, to burn Why do you these keep holding we... us up on these questions? <laughs>
2: we... Because I miss you guys. <laughs> why do you we keep
1: want... telling me to go back to the entomans thing? I think it's completely irrelevant to anything we've discussed since that question. <laughs> hey
2: Sean, when was the last time you napped?
4: So the last time I napped was today. Uh, right before this, I was like, "I'm gonna be real tired." So I, so while we were while uh, Alice and I were watching Moana, I fell asleep for like
1: 25 minutes. I'm gonna say, you know, I can tell you the last time I thought about napping was earlier today as well for the same exact reasons. <laughs> well, what wound up happening was around two two thirty, I came upstairs. And I was like, "You know, I better figure out this audio thing," because I know we've got an audio question uh, coming up for the show. And it took me. Two hours to make sure that we had the thing mixed and the sound was working and we weren't getting feedback and everything like that. Uh, so instead, I did that. Uh, <laughs> you for, champion, for two hours. you absolute uh, champion. Not, not to toot my own horn, but I because I was thinking about a nap, I had to bring that up. Uh, the last time I actually napped, oh, I think it was like two months ago when I got a headache after a run and so I couldn't look at light for a while. So
0: I, I slept for like an hour and a
2: half. Nice. Gotcha. Richie,
0: um, so uh, hot take. I hate naps. Oh, fuck it out. Whoa, no, no, like, no, uh, my butt. It's our new I, segment,
1: garbage takes with <laughs> Rich Sweet.
0: I I on, I love sleeping. Mm-hmm. I hate naps because I hate losing time in my day. Uh, no, because actually, I, I I do buy that. I do buy that. Like I, because I'll still go to sleep at the same time. So if I take a nap for an hour, I just lost an hour because I'm still going to bed at one o'clock in the morning or or midnight, whatever time I normally go to bed. Um, so, uh, I tend to not nap. The last time I can remember napping, though, was, uh, the first brosé brunch we g- we had, because I drank so much during that brunch, and had so many sweets, that I crashed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Uh, last time I napped was last Sunday. Uh, there's something about Sundays. It's just like, you want to take a nap? Yeah, I will take a nap. Let's go take a nap.
0: Yeah. I, I
3: understand.
2: Prime i prime napping death. Yeah, so... That's just a thing. It's like, all right, we'll set the alarm for half an hour. Mm. We wake up with like give me fifteen more minutes.
1: <laughs> Last winter I fell asleep uh watching like the four o'clock football games and I woke up and I had my AARP card sitting on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Cashed in on that. Uh I think that's it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Rich, Next you mentioned that question. you were you you took a nap when you were eating sweets. Uh were there any donuts gluten free or otherwise in those sweets?
0: No, the sweets were uh, actually coffee cake and um, uh, peanut butter tandy, which is like mm-hmm. the the peanut butter with chocolate icing and then the like the yellow cake.
3: Um,
0: mm-hmm. Take us through I, that a little bit further. Like, <laughs> uh... okay. so it, let's, coffee, let's table this for cake. now. <laughs> let's table this for now and come back
2: after we're done and I've gone to bed. It was more
0: of a crumb cake and not a coffee cake. You're yeah, a crumb cake. <laughs> What's the next question?
2: <laughs> next question. What was the last picture you took? Your last text? So it's asking both. What's your last picture and what's your last text?
1: What is the last picture that I took? It was probably of our cats. It's almost so, all of our cats. Uh,
0: the last picture I took was a Snapchat of my computer screen, and I captioned it, um, podcast time or podcast night. And right before that, it was a response to a Snapchat of somebody's frog, and I wrote ribbit.
1: <laughs> nice. I'm not counting my- screenshots because um, i didn't take that picture uh, but i did take a picture of my cat in front of our upstairs artificial tree this is dario our, oh. our lovely black cat laying in front of his favorite tree uh, so that was the last picture i took and oh. i think i took that picture in order to send it to my wife so it counts as both my last <laughs> uh my last text was to a, a buddy of mine about the sixers but uh but the the, the photo was also a text so we'll just Yeah, We'll make it clean and put them both as the answer.
2: (laughs) So my last picture was a grocery list on the dry erase board on our fridge because I needed to go out and get stuff uh, before my brother came over. And my last text message is to Martha just saying, isn't it? (laughs) Because she could apparently hear me telling the story two episodes ago of uh, flipping the table during Munchkin and my rage quit. And she's like, this is a great table flipping story. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Um,
1: Sean, what's the last
2: photo and text
1: Uh, you've taken or sent? The last photo I took was of a...
4: It was of a hole when I was outside throwing frisbees. The last video I took was of Alice playing with her new... There it is. Her new... uh,
3: There she is. Playing with her new kitchen. Hmm.
4: Um... And then my last text was a uh, text to Jake that was nice when he told me he was going to be home in 12 minutes.
1: Nice. 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 (laughs) All
2: right. The only
1: problem is, Dad, I'll
0: be home in 69 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Tim was talking about a table flipping story. When I went to go to MagFest, uh, Mm -hmm. they had table flipping for charity. You could pay and actually flip a table with a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. on it that would break. It was awesome.
2: It's an arcade game that is literally table flipping Mm. at uh, round one. It is always broken. Or I would have loved to have played. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Did everybody?
0: They also had pot smashing like in uh, uh, Legend of Zelda.
2: Oh, that sounds awesome.
0: Rich, real quick, on the table that you flipped, were there any
1: donuts? I'm
2: going to stab you.
0: <laughs> I don't think there were donuts. I actually Can can't I remember you? if I table flipped.
2: I can't view I think you. it was always
0: <laughs> I think it was always sold out. Well, Love you, be. Timmy.
2: Alright, the penultimate question. Smartphones make us stupid. Agree or disagree?
4: Uh, hard disagree. No. Same. I-
0: yeah, I, I disagree that it makes us stupid, um, but it makes us more adamant that we're right. Whether we are or not. I think you're right.
2: I also disagree. I I think it makes us more likely to prove finality.
0: The, you know, th- I think that's more so what I meant. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Which is, so.
2: which? I mean, you could go either way with that. Is usually someone's like, oh, I'm looking this shit up because they think they're right. Mm-hmm. But it's ultimately to find the final. So that could mm. six one way a half dozen the other. Yeah, I don't think it makes us dumber. I think it makes us lazier, but not dumber.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think
4: we have all information at our fingertips at all times. So I don't think it makes us stupid. I think it, I do think it makes us lazy because we can know anything at any time without having to really put
0: any effort into it. I mean, but I mean, what I'm more so looking up is like who was in that movie or, and stuff like that, and not like what voice did
3: Alan Tudyk do? All of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, first of all, uh, the the answer to the question is uh, no. It doesn't make us dumber. That it's called a smartphone. It's it's right there in the name. Read a book, idiot. Uh, the uh, the uh, the the true answer is I do think it it absolutely makes us lazier. I don't I. I genuinely don't know if it's made us better at thinking or not because that's ultimately what it comes down to is, like, the phone can provide you with facts. Like, if you, like to your point, Rich, you can look up who was in a movie. You can look up, like, here's the statistics for, like, hey, you know, somebody said unemployment was at, you know, 9%, but you can find out pretty clearly it said, like, 6.5% or at 14% or whatever. Like, you can find facts online, but you can't really learn how to think and how to, like, you know – go through the process of coming up with the actual set of beliefs that you, that you espouse. Um, and I don't know whether or not the phone is making us better at that or not. I think it's, I think it is pr- most likely it is probably making it seem less important to us because to your point, to, to everybody's point here, you just look up anything you want. So why bother trying to think about, you know, what your actual philosophy is on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I I will say it is not making us dumber. Uh, I think it is probably making us more segmented. But as far as like becoming interested in and this is just the general internet now at this point, like a set of circumstances. You're you have a very set of specific set of interests. And you just go down the rabbit hole of those interests and not engage with like pop culture or to the general population. But I don't think it's making us dumber. Hey no, Matt, I've, is
2: luminosity on your phone? It sure it is. Yeah, yeah. So that that's exercises for your brain, right? And el- and elevate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so there, boom, making you smarter, done.
0: Now, now on your smartphones, but, but, but,
1: but conversely, I also have six apps that help me deliver pizza. <laughs> yeah, so
0: uh, now checkmate. on your smartphones, uh, how many uh, Entenmann's donuts apps do you
1: have? <laughs> uh, they don't have the money for it because they closed down that shop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they they're selling their their last Boboli crust to to fund the app.
2: Right. Um, you yeah, guys I, ready I, for the last question? Yeah, let's do it. It's, it's a scorcher. Question. It's a scorcher. It's a It's a hot boy. Is it a, another hot one? Cool. Do you have a favorite pair or type of underwear? <laughs> I do have a favorite pair. It's and hot it, because honestly, like, people in undies. Sexy. Mm, yeah, man. Great
1: sexy. uns dude, do you like? I love um, uns. Yeah, man. Uh, team Unz. Uh, I'm... It, we, we fi- you know what I'm, I'm gonna I'm just we're gonna uh, make a point here uh, we're finally we're just over two years into the show we finally got what's essentially the boxers or briefs question <laughs> <laughs> yep. finally got it
0: uh, boxers all the way um, I, I even hate boxer briefs they're the
3: worst
0: I'm full of pretty hot takes Uh I'm not That's a fan a weird of boxer word for briefs. Terrible! Wow. Um, it's I prefer boxers straight off.
1: Uh, yeah, but it's too much, man. It's too much, too much material to be shoving down there. Uh, give me the boxer briefs any day of the week. Boxer briefs
4: makes me feel so fast. Like I'm like <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: boxer briefs
0: they, all day. Like I'm Are at they, the NFL
4: Combine.
0: Yeah. Are they blue with Sonics on them? Is that why?
4: No, they're blue with flamingos on them. <laughs>
1: Naturally. <laughs> you know, I actually yeah. read on my smartphone that flamingos are the fastest land creature on the planet.
2: <laughs> so I I wore boxers for ever. And then I don't remember when I bought my fur or got my first pair of boxer briefs, but like literally never went back. Like I, I kept like one pair of boxers because they were like super silky and nice. It's like I'm gonna put on something cute. <laughs> uh or like something like that but that that was it like all of my boxers went out and everything has been boxer briefs since
1: yeah yeah i mean that's it, it, it's you know i think that that's the ultimate blend of everything you want in a in a pair of of, of men's underpants uh you know is the, the boxer brief is is just it's just snug enough you don't have a bunch of excess material um and, and they're comfortable It's not cutting off circulation to your legs. You're not cutting off circulation to your legs. Uh, You know, it's it's that's it. I don't have a particular like pair of of underwear that I'm like, this is the one for me because I usually yes. I mean, I'm I'm like what I would believe most men are which is like i'm buying my underwear and like is what's the cheapest per unit value uh, (laughs) absolutely purchase on this thing if it's
2: more than four dollars for a pair of underwear i'm not buying
1: it yeah i'm out of there champ uh i think (laughs) the only the only time i'll I'll spend like a a buck up a little bit more is if i'm buying like compression shorts like stuff for going oh yeah Mm -hmm. running or something um that's it uh otherwise it's just whatever is is uh, rated over four stars on amazon and uh, costs the the least amount that I can. Buy <laughs> for it. So that's Ooh, that's I, all. I'm I, looking I, for. I,
2: I can't buy my underwear online. I've done it twice, and Ooh. both of them have been backfired like majorly. Ooh. So never
0: again. I, I I mean I've only ever bought um like the like four or six pack of Hanes underwear boxers from Walmart. Mm-hmm. So. That's yeah. that's what I get. I'm not very picky, <clears throat> except for it has to be boxers.
1: So, has got like a like a lucky pair that like a oh, big job interview coming up, I got to wear the Green Lantern ones or something like that. <laughs> I feel called out, but it's okay. So
2: cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not intentional. Yes, it's Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing like that. Just, just a hey, you know, yeah, particular type. Moving on. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's it. That's Fair all the enough. questions, guys. We did it then. We did it. We, did it. All we all had the right answer, it.
2: except for Rich.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man. You know, I, I actually want to correct myself on that. The, there is a specific pair that I bought um, from the, the Entman's outlet liquidation sale. Uh, it was an ill fated attempt to uh, to fund the store and to, to give them a couple extra months of cash.
2: flow I didn't, which is I sell didn't a bunch realize of... they had an underwear line.
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very popular. That's why I could get them on, for pennies on the dollar. Uh, Turns so, out
2: it was just the cashier guy's underwear he put in the bag.
1: Well, now I'm now I'm sick. Uh, so, uh, does anyone have a take or a closing? <laughs> <up>? <laughs> I I have a take if no one else. Does. Okay, you can have your take. Get, it, get in there, Chad. you you've obviously been firing off only
0: the most correct <laughs> takes
2: tonight. So so. I think he's had too many.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I only had a full bottle of wine. I didn't have. No, too I many.
2: meant too many takes.
0: Oh.
1: This was uh, gonna be like nine so, eleven. Wasn't it? Was an outside job.
0: Uh, no, not it's not gonna go that deep. Um, we all live in like the greater Philadelphia area. I would say we're all from this general area. And um, if you don't like Entman's Donuts, you're a complete tool. You're <laughs> a uh, complete tool. <dual>. Complete. <laughs> Sorry, I actually don't have a take. I just wanted right. to extend this a little bit longer. Right,
3: I
1: gotta, I gotta take callbacks on callbacks. All right, Tim, get in there.
0: If your, if your take is
1: that we have 20 minutes left to get this show or a half hour done left to get this show done before midnight,
0: no, we we're we're way over we're way over our budget. This midnight. is ridiculous.
3: <laughs> what is your take? I don't think Tim? that's something.
2: Uh, all right, my take is don't don't suffer a toxic relationship or friendship or anything, because you think you owe somebody something. I don't care if they're longtime friends, I don't care if they're family, you don't know you don't owe anybody shit if they are hazardous hazardous to your mental or physical health, get the fuck out if someone is guilting you into it, or like guilting you but it's your mom, or it's your cousin it's your brother, doesn't matter it could be Mother Teresa if she's doing me wrong she gots to go
4: she gots to so go.
2: Don't suffer a toxic relationship because you feel you have to. All you have to do is take care of you and your own personal mental health.
1: Like it. Like it.
3: Yeah, I love okay. it. Yeah, Teresa sorry. is
1: a well-known like toxic spewer of uh, a destroyer of relationships.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim, I'm sorry. I kept bringing up the Entman's
3: donuts.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fine. You, you're the toxic person that he was talking. <laughs> you, are, you are
2: the toxic person being cut from this show.
0: Tim, I'd like to. No.
1: Tim, I'd like to hold firm in my constant references to Entman's donuts throughout the course of this episode. <laughs> As
2: you should stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a very good take. It's a, it's a very good take. Uh, yes, you know there's, there's, a, there's a cap on how much rope you give to somebody who's, who's wronged you uh, or somebody who's just not particularly good for the, you to develop the person that you are so you know you know it's not it's not the excuse to just you know be a jerk to people but you know do what is most healthy for you yes yep.
3: yeah. oh, i'm not
2: saying being an asshole about it like oh, yeah. you can do all those things amicably, not even amicably it's just like don't be a dick about it there is a neutral response to this is like i've done what i can good luck yeah for sure
1: Phone. yeah show for show. if people want if, you, if people want to see any more of uh these kind of life oh, observations sure. from you on the twitter machine where can they find you
2: at tim r hansen how about you rich
0: at entman's donut at b underscore walnuts
1: oh uh how <laughs> about you sean at hey it's sob and you can follow me on twitter at @mkasnel. that's m-k-a-s-z-n-e-l the podcast is of course on twitter at brose underscore podcast on facebook at brose podcast and on instagram at brose underscore podcast uh, the podcast can be downloaded subscribed to and rated and reviewed on every major podcasting platform uh, including apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud and tune in and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air email it to brose at gmail.com that's brose at gmail.com thank you to everybody who submitted questions um, for this session of episodes we, we greatly appreciate it um, and a huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions each and every week. To Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous Uh You can find her work on Sh- at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook and on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can listen to his works at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on in PodQuest these days?
0: Uh, check out Podcasts and Eddie Roundtable, where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. And also check out my new podcast, Entenmann's Talk, where we sit around <laughs> for a half hour, and I have someone explain to me the new Entenmann's products each week.
1: Entenmann's. You talk each week with a bunch of Poppums stuffed in your mouth. It's like Chubby Bunny, but for Poppums. That sounds delicious.
0: Ooh, it does. Uh, it's
1: different guest each week. Sean, talk to us about Frolf and uh, your your other... Your other- uh,
4: if you want to see me Frisbees, guess what? Still, it's OB disc golf everywhere. However, a more important one, fun you standoffish about
3: this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> guess Listen. what,
1: stupid? It's still at the same end.
4: <laughs> guess what, idiot? You know. You know where yeah, it is. Frolf
1: in your mouth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, but a more important... Uh- <laughs> A more important plug is FUNJAL is a mutual aid organization run by a few friends. The mission of FUNJAL is to provide resources and fundraising support to meet the essential needs of folks of every race, color, gender, sexual orientation, ability, and religion in our community. The FUNJAL team believes that all people deserve access to foods of their choosing, safe and accessible housing, clothing that supports their gender expression, choices uh, for how to spend their time and access to means of transportation and adequate health care, including mental health care. Funds y'all, can be found on funds underscore y'all on Instagram, funds y'all, on Facebook, fundsy'all at gmail.com, and at fundsy'all on Twitter.
1: That's it. Excellent stuff. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. That's 40 sessions of rose. We from the Lord bank. It. 40 times we've gotten together and made the bold choice to drink a whole bottle of wine (laughs) and tell stupid jokes for four plus hours. We did it. And honestly, uh, you know, I I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I can only imagine our our Congressional Medal of Freedom is in the mail. Um, Clearly. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Uh, Bye. Bye. Buenos nachos. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien and the entire Action moves team. Mo- Mo- My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.
0: Third third. Yes. Go by